You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julia Tomei, and this is episode number 68, entitled, How to Get Commercial Contracts. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week and uh, listening to the podcast and letting me in uh, your ear each week. Um, And I also appreciate um, all of the emails and comments and suggestions that have been coming in uh, for the show lately. Um, It's fantastic to see you guys um, uh, really starting to engage and participate in the show. Um, You know, I think all around it'll make a better show uh, each and every week uh, with your suggestions and, and uh, you know, just basically letting me know the direction that you guys want to uh, uh, sort of take the show. Um, after all, you know, I'm doing this for you guys, so it's, um, you know, your best intentions, your best uh, uh, benefit to you guys if you guys, um, you know, provide me with those suggestions and stuff and uh, can make the show more uh, tailored to what you guys want to hear. Also appreciate you guys who have left um, podcast reviews on iTunes. Like I said, it really helps me out. So if you haven't done that already, um, just head on over to longcarebusinesssuccess.com, go to the reviews page, and there'll be a link there that will take you to iTunes where you can um, leave a review for me. And like I say, I would really appreciate that. Now, this week's episode, I'm so excited for um, because it comes um, for uh, basically it's based on a question from one of the uh, listeners to the show um, named Derek Clemens. Uh, And what Derek did, which uh, makes me uh, really excited, was he actually used the speak pipe leave voicemail question uh, app on the lawncarebusinesssuccess.com website. Um, And basically, it's sort of the first real voicemail question. And uh, I've asked Derek if I am, uh, you know, was able to actually play the uh, actual voicemail on the show for everybody to listen to. And he was fine with that. So that's why I'm really excited because it sort of adds this new element to the show um, and would really appreciate you guys, uh, you know, for those um, who have thought about it and, and stuff to reach out to me in that way. Just head on over to the lawncarebusinesssuccess.com website. You'll see the leave voicemail tab on the side. You can do it from your smartphone or from your laptop, your desktop computer. Uh, It just basically uses your microphone uh, on your computer and uh, you basically uh, ask me your question and it records it in sort of an MP3 format and uh, it gives me a notification. I can listen to it and it lets me save that uh, MP3 file to use in uh, the show and recordings. So I will uh, play that uh, question for you now and we can all listen to that and then uh, we'll get into uh, uh, the response to Derek's question. All right, stay tuned. Oh, yes. I was trying to figure out how to go about um, bidding on contracts or trying to get contracts for stores or restaurants or anything like that. I'm not sure about how to go about 
trying to get bids or where am I supposed to go or, you know, who am I supposed to contact or talk to to try to get contracts for us businesses. Um, I'm, I've been real successful with the residential, but um, I'm looking to expand and I want to get into doing more. Um, and I want to get into doing, you know, contracts for businesses. And I would like to be led in that direction of how to do it. I've talked to plenty of people and nobody seems to help out uh, with this situation. Um, But thank you. If you can please get back with me, I will really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, Derek. So thanks very much uh, to you for actually leaving, um, you know, a uh, question and being the first one to sort of take the plunge and, uh, you know, leave an actual voicemail for me. And also thank you very much for um, letting me use the voicemail uh, on the show. Um, It's, you know, a major benefit uh, not only to me, but to the show and to all the other listeners as well. Um, you know, it makes the show a lot more interesting and uh, is just uh, fantastic. Um, and like I said, I just really uh, um, applaud you and uh, thank you for taking that plunge and uh, being the first. Hopefully it will uh, entice others to uh, do the same. So you're asking about how you go about uh, getting commercial contracts and it's fantastic that you are doing well with your lawn care business and doing well uh, on the residential side Uh, that's great to hear Um, but you want to branch out into commercial now I will preference this by saying that personally I don't like commercial work um, for a a bunch of different reasons and we can get into a little bit about that Um, so I will uh, answer your question based on what I would do if I wanted commercial work. And I'll also back this up by saying, uh, because you might think, okay, well, and now you're saying that you've never done commercial work, and but you're going to give me advice on how to get it. I'm using sort of um, an approach of, um, you know, just common sense approach of what I would do if if I wanted to chase commercial work. And like I say, I'll preference it by saying that I did a Google search to sort of figure out what others were saying and um, was happy to see that everything that I was thinking, uh, the approach that I would take is exactly the advice that is what everybody else is uh, basically talking about. Um, so I think first and foremost... Um, and this part goes with your residential business as well, is to have a website and make sure that on that website that you're also advertising that your company does do commercial work. That'll be your first step. Um, There is, you know, a small portion of commercial um, contracts that will contact you. So you want to make sure that you have... um, you know, your commercial um, business side of your, you know, abilities advertised there on your website so that those companies who are looking for um, companies to provide bids and stuff for their work, um, you know, that that's covered on your website, that you are able to do that. Now, I think the biggest thing, though, with commercial work is I can probably 
uh, sum it up into two steps. And basically the first step is, and don't worry, I won't, you know, just leave it at those two steps. We'll get into it more. But to basically simplify the process is you have to do the legwork. And number two, schmooze, schmooze, schmooze. So, you know, that's an oversimplification of the process. But I think a lot of times businesses that want commercial work, their biggest mistake is, is that they sit around and wait for the phone to ring. And, you know, that may be sort of the biggest driver uh, in the uh, residential side that you're, you know, once you get set up and you have, you know, everything that I've talked about that I've been successful with, uh, with my business and having my website set up and Google places and all that sort of stuff so that when people are searching in the neighborhood, your business comes up and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, that's my number one driver for my residential lawn care business. But on the commercial side, I do get inquiries um, for commercial work, but nowhere near, um, you know, the resident, the amount of residential on that same sort of strategy. Um, and I think commercial is completely different with commercial businesses. You have to remember that, um, you know, these property managers and stuff that are taking care of, and, you know, the people that are taking care of, uh, figuring out, you know, the different trades and things to use for these properties are probably being bombarded uh, by, um, you know, uh, companies looking for those commercial contracts. So there's not the need for them to necessarily seek out um companies to do that stuff. So it's completely reverse, um, from, you know, sort of the residential side where you have, you know, people sort of just come up and yes, you know, you're dropping off flyers and things for, uh, some residential houses and things like that. And you get a little bit of that, but you're basically, you know, the commercial side is basically based on that. So you have, that's where the, you have to do the legwork comes in is that you're the one that has to go out and look for those commercial contracts. Don't rely or wait for them to come to you. And obviously, I think you've sort of figured out that step um, because you're obviously asking the question on how do you go about doing that. So basically, I would go to step two here. And that is, um, you know, it's all about the schmoozing, schmoozing, schmoozing. Now, let me just take a step back, actually, and go to along with having your website and having your website advertised as Google, or sorry, as, uh, you know, being able to do commercial as well as residential, um, you know, you also can go onto Google and just Google property managers and see what pops up in your area for those. And with those, you'll have, you know, it might list the properties that they're taking care of, um, or, you know, you might recognize their logo from um, for sale and lease signs and stuff. I know, you know, where I work uh, in the neighborhoods that I work, when I go through shopping centers and uh, things like that, there'll be, you know, large signs up saying, you know, office space for rent and things like that. And, um, you know, the company contact. And I see a lot of the same company uh on multiple properties and it'll say, you know, um, uh, 
like in my area in particular, there's this one called the value group of companies. And, you know, it'll say for lease, you know, the value group of companies, blah, 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 and the contact information. So you could look up, you know, if you see a sign like that with that company name or something like that, you could, you know, that sort of gives you a, a clue, a little, you're doing a little bit of investigative work there. And it gives you a clue of, you know, where to start doing a Google search, who to contact, you know, you can do a cold call if you want. Although, you know, I, I don't know if those would necessarily work because who are you, you know, they've got their own contacts and stuff, but you can at least reach out to them through email. And what you want to do is, and this is advice that I've seen from, uh, Stan genetic, uh, on, uh, you know, dirt monkey who says uh, what you want to do is uh, email a letter to uh, all the property managers that you find. And uh, you want to basically in that letter, introduce your company to them and let them know that uh, you're interested in, um, you know, future uh, work for them. And that'll, you know, put them and basically introduce you to them and keep, you know, it, it basically uh, gives you that sort of, um, you know, introduction and will keep them in, keep you in the back of their mind when uh, maybe the next time it comes along and they want proposals for uh, work, um, you know, then you're uh, in that sort of list of companies that they may uh, reach out to, to look for uh, that. So that's the first step that I would do is just uh, Google property managers in your area and then uh, draft up a letter introducing your company and what you do. Make sure that you put that you're fully insured and all that sort of stuff and that you meet, you know, all the sort of requirements, uh, governmental requirements and all that sort of stuff. Um, and that you have the proper liability insurance and all that. And um, uh, maybe list your, you know, how many years of experience and stuff your company's been in business and all that sort of stuff. And just send that off to those property managers. Um, don't expect, um, you know, work right away from that, but at least it gets you sort of in the door, just, uh, puts you on their radar, uh, is basically uh, what that is. Um, now step two, this is going to be the most important step, uh, for you if you're looking, uh, to get into commercial work. And basically it's the art of the schmooze. Um, now I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Most people are familiar, you know, when you see, you know, the person's over there schmoozing the other people and stuff. And basically it's just talking to people, networking, um, and, and that sort of thing. Your biggest asset is going to be yourself is I would start with your inner circle of friends and associates. Um, so, you know, Basically, uh, talk to your doctor, talk to your veterinarian, talk to the people that you interact with on a regular basis and ask them because, you know, your doctor's working in, uh, you know, out of an office building and stuff and just ask them, hey, do you know who, um, you know, uh, who I would contact here for this building, um, you know, as far as uh, the landscape maintenance goes, who's the property manager and stuff like that. Get an in that way. Get the information of who you would uh, contact in that sort of sense. You know, they may just give you the person's name or email address or or something like that. And same with all those contacts, your veterinarian, your um, grocer, um, all that sort of stuff. You can go sort of down the list. The other thing is, um, you know, to ask your... um, friends or associates. So if you're like for me, for example, 
You know, if I'm out um, with my kids and we are, uh, you know, I'm taking them to their uh, soccer practice, um, you know, and I've got two kids, they're both on two different soccer teams and stuff. There's a network of parents there that I spend a lot of time with in the evenings. Um, you know, when soccer season hits here, you know, with my daughter's team, it's three practices uh, a week. Um, you know, roughly an hour and a half each practice, then a game on the weekend. And with my son, it's the same. It's three practices a week and a game, um, you know, on the weekends as well. And so you're spending a lot of time with these, these, uh, 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 parents uh, on the sidelines as well as, you know, in the parking lots and in the side of the fields when you're waiting for your kids or picking up your kids and you just strike up conversations with that. It could be, you know, it doesn't have to be sports. It could be dance recitals or swimming lessons or that sort of stuff. Um, and you just strike up conversations. You don't have to uh, get into uh, the work aspect of it right away. But, uh, you know, you just build up a friendship and stuff and you get to know each other, you build that uh, relationship. And uh, that is the schmoozing part. Um, and you're, you know, you ask them what they're doing and all that sort of stuff. And then you sort of lead into that into that, you know, maybe they're you have a guy that's working at um, a recycling station or something like that. And you ask him, Hey, do you know that, you know, where you're working? Do you know if they have, uh, um, you know, landscapers or stuff that come out and things like that? And uh, do you know, um, you know, who I would talk to if I wanted to say, come and bid on that property and stuff like that. And, you know, that's how you're going to start to get your ins. And a lot of these um, you'll find uh, with um, these associates or parents and stuff on um, the sports teams and things like that, uh, you know, a lot of them may be business owners and things like that and have their own small businesses that require um, that. You know, I'll tell you, I, I for on my son's team. You know, he's been uh, with this core group of players for the last, uh, this is going into his fourth year with this core group. Um, so a lot of the parents are the same. They've made a, a, a new level of soccer. Um, they sort of, they're playing the highest level that they can in their age now. But, you know, there's still that core group of, you know, six or seven players that made this new team. And uh, it's funny, I... You know, a lot of times, like I say, I'm not really looking for uh, commercial work and things like that. But, uh, you know, I drop off my son. I pick up um, this other uh, kid that's also on the team and stuff and, uh, you know, sort of uh, go about it on a weekly, daily basis. And then one uh, day last fall, I decided to throw some decals on my little uh, car that I use for uh, uh, just driving around the kids and stuff. So I, I bought this little uh, Kia Rio, uh, you know, a little hatchback car that I could drive around, um, and use not only for, uh, doing quotes and stuff for work, but also, so I wouldn't have to constantly unhook my trailer and stuff, uh, when I was, uh, driving the kids to soccer in the evenings and then coming home and then having to hook up all the work stuff again. Um, so I decided to buy this little car a couple years ago and, uh, so I could uh, more easily uh, transport the kids around. So one uh, time in the fall, I decided, hey, let me throw some, uh, you know, magnetic decals or something uh, for the company name on the car. And, uh, you know, I was doing a quote and stuff like that. And I left the decals on to go to soccer. And uh, 
I pulled into the the you know field and uh, into the parking lot, and I got out of the car. And uh, one of the parents that I've known for years uh, looked at me and said, "Oh, you work for that company?" And I said, "Actually, no, I own that company." And they said, "Oh, really? Oh, I got to talk to you." They said, um, "You know, I've got uh, a bunch of stuff that I need to have done." And it was funny that you know for. Uh, you know, years I never really talked about work uh, with some of them. And, uh, you know, I show up and my car uh, that they've seen all the time uh, is there, but this time it's got company decals on and, you know, you know, right away they're like, Oh, you know, I've got stuff that I need to get done. So I want to talk to you because that trust is already built. Uh, they know you, they like you, they trust you. So it's a lot easier to then get your foot in the door. Like I said, they're, they had stuff that they needed done. And we're sort of, you know, um, overwhelmed with trying to find a company to do it and not knowing, you know, if companies are good or not. So the minute that they saw that I got out of a car that had a landscaping company, they were just like all over that. Um, so I would say start with your inner circle there. Start with look around you with the people that you interact with uh, all the time and uh, see uh, and just start to ask questions ask people uh, you know and it doesn't have to like I say it doesn't have to be all about you ask people about them what do they do for a living what do you know uh, that sort of thing what do their wives do their spouses and all that sort of stuff and just you know be generally interested in them if you're just out there and uh, you know you go um, all about uh work, 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 and you want to find work and all that sort of stuff, uh, you're quickly going to turn off people. And that's where the schmoozing part comes in. The schmoozing is just, it's selling without selling. It's building those relationships with people uh, so that, um, you know, and letting people know um, about you and what you do and what your company does and taking an interest in what they do. Um, and over time, when the need arises for them, that they need a landscaper, they're, they hear about, uh, you know, maybe at work, they're working somewhere and, uh, you know, they hear that, uh, you know, they might hear the boss say, oh, you know, I'm tired of these, uh, landscaper guys always tracking, uh, leaving all their clippings all over the street. They're blowing it all off and, you know, blowing all their grass clippings onto the street and not cleaning it up or, or, you know, they're not weeding properly or something like that. we got to find, you know, a new landscaper or something like that. They're, instantaneously going to think about you because they know, like, and trust you. They know that you're a landscaper. Um, you know, they talk to you on a daily, you know, daily or weekly basis. When they see you, you're always constantly interacting with them. You're always cheerful and, uh, always putting your best foot forward. Remember every interaction that you have with other people is representing your company. Even if you don't have your, uh, company, um, logo on and things like that. So you have to be mindful of everything you say and that sort of stuff. When I'm watching my kids, uh, play soccer, for instance, um, you know, people will ask me sometimes where, you know, if I'm watching, cause I'll always go to the corner and stuff to watch the game. And, um, you know, there's all your parents around you and stuff. I like sitting in the corner cause, uh, uh, with my uh, daughter, she's a forward, so I always sort of sit on the side of, uh, um, you know, the attacking side of the field uh, where I'll get a better look at her um, and her playing and stuff. But you're sitting there with parents and stuff, and it amazes me 
when you hear other parents grumbling about how other um, kids are playing and, uh, you know, how they're making mistakes and all that sort of stuff. And I always just keep my uh, mouth shut when it comes to that. They're just kids. They're just learning. But those comments will start to, um, you know, create a rift uh, around you. So when you're, you know, and people will, people will overhear things that you say and things like that. So you always have to be mindful. You're always representing your company everywhere you are. Always try to be cheerful, be in a good mood, be friendly, outgoing. This is the biggest challenge if you are an introvert. Um, this whole getting commercial work, you are going to have to force yourself to do this stuff. Um, and it'll be your biggest challenge. The work is there. Um, but it's just going out there and schmoozing. Look at, um, uh, Keith Kalfas, uh, and the landscaping employee trap. I'm sure you guys are familiar with his YouTube channel. I've talked about it in the past, uh, and how he was down and out and out of, you know, you look at him, you look at his videos, you can tell that he's an outgoing personality, um, that he has no issues with talking to people and approaching people and all that sort of stuff. And you see how he, he tells his story about selling window cleaning contracts. And I, you know, I can't even remember the number now. I think, I don't know if it was 40 contracts or something that he sold uh, within 24 hours when he was down and out and desperate. And he just started door knocking and going door to door uh, through these businesses and not taking no for an answer. And, uh, you know, but that's being able to force yourself to get through that limit. If that barrier of being in an introvert is there, it will be very, uh, that'll be your biggest challenge basically is to, uh, get past, uh, that point. Uh, so I'm just going to break, uh, for the podcast announcements. Um, and then we're going to get into, uh, some more suggestions on, uh, Derek's question. All right. Stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. And while you're there, why not join my mailing list and get access to a free PDF document of a landscape maintenance contract you can feel free to copy and use in your own business. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do. So I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments and you can cancel any time. And get this. Even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so the next suggestion on that, um, uh, basically the art of schmoozing, um, is uh, to... Look at your own residential clients. Uh, it's another um, area that you can start to find out. Start to ask your clients, do you know what your clients do for a living? Do you know? Um, you know, I know at least with some of mine, um, you know, what their jobs are or, or what they do, but you don't know, you know, uh, what they are, um, or who they know. So you want to, you know, ask them are what they do for a living and all that sort of stuff. And again, you extend that, uh, um, sort of basic information, uh, out there that you are, uh, 
looking for commercial work and stuff like that and say, you know, what they do for a living, where they work, um, you know, ask them if, uh, you know, do they use a landscaper there? Um, who the, you know, who you could talk to, uh, at their work about, uh, potentially bidding on upcoming landscaping work, maybe for the following season and all that. Uh, and that would be, um, another, uh, uh thing you want to do. Uh, so networking, networking, networking. Um, another thing is to attend community events, get to know these, uh, uh, people in your area, uh, in this, the town that I live in, this big city, uh, basically, uh, there's tons of events and stuff like that. Now the, um, I have the benefit here of, uh, the particular town that I live in, um, is one of the uh, oldest um, towns that was like first settled in this sort of area. And, uh, you know, there was the, the railroad and all that sort of stuff. And it's like farming community and all that sort of thing. And it still has, even with um, the incredible growth here of uh, and population rise and all that sort of stuff, it still has a very small town feel. Now, the the area that I live in isn't actually its own uh, city or town. It's part of a bigger city. Um, but this particular neighborhood still has that old town feel. Um, and it still has the main sort of, um, uh, one street, you know, downtown type area, even though it's not the main, um, part of the city anymore. Uh, it's not the main downtown of the city, but it still has the old, um, you know, downtown street and stuff and there's a lot of community events that are based around this community we have a blueberry festival um here there's a christmas uh light parade uh where a lot of businesses will go and decorate their um vehicles and their trucks and things like that uh, with christmas lights and the community comes out and lines the streets of that that one downtown street and uh you know they parade down uh just before christmas a few weeks before christmas uh with all the sort of businesses uh with their uh, vehicles all uh decorated you know their you're, you know, perfect for like a landscaping business. You could have your uh, landscaping truck and trailer and, and things that all, you know, with your mowers and stuff with Christmas lights on everything and, and uh, going uh, down the road, uh, there's a Halloween parade where all the kids come uh, dressed up uh, on Halloween or the weekend before Halloween. If Halloween is on a school day, um, it'll be the weekend before Halloween and they go you know, door to door to all these businesses. And, uh, you know, there's lots of volunteering opportunities and things like that. I would look at your local chamber of commerce. They have uh, meetings there for the local businesses. Uh, so a lot of other, the local business owners will get together and have meetings on, uh, maybe improving, uh, sales and, and, uh, you know, the, um, neighborhoods and things around your area and it's if joining a, a a um you know an organization like that and attending their meetings is putting you in direct uh contact with those clients that you're looking for those business owners um so that's a huge one is attending those um, local networking events those uh, uh chamber of commerce meetings um you know 
So basically, like I said, you have to uh, do all, it's a lot of legwork for commercial work. Um, and you cannot take the passive approach. You can't just sit and wait. Uh, so you have to go through these steps. And like I said, if you are, um, a, um, you know, a person who doesn't like to approach people, uh, then that's going to be your biggest challenge, uh, is to, to, um, you know, uh, get into sort of that extroverted mindset. Um, now some tips on commercial work, um, and that would be, uh, you have to know your numbers. So, and this is part of, uh, not the know your numbers part, but part of why I don't like commercial work is year after year when I was doing commercial work, it was solely based on the price and there's no loyalty really. Um, if, especially if you're not, um, into the schmoozing and stuff, the schmoozing will be your biggest asset and biggest friend. I am very much an introvert. I don't uh, like approaching people. I don't like cold calling and all that sort of stuff. Um, so my experience with commercial work when I was doing it um, was that, you know, it was very much uh, all based on price. And the lowest price is what uh, got the job. So it didn't matter, you know, how well you did a job. And now I even told this story before in the past how, you know, on one of the big commercial properties I did, it was a big trucking company. It had lots of uh, gardens surrounding the whole property, big lawns out front, boulevards and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, I was doing this uh, uh, whole property and, uh, you know, when I... I got the the job as one of my first uh, sort of jobs when I got into business and um, you know, I started uh, doing it. And at the time it was, uh, you know, for me quite a bit of money to do uh, this uh, compared to a residential job, but it was taking me a full day of doing this property uh, on my own. And I had no issues with that. Uh, but when, you know, you, after doing it for the full year, um, you know, you start to think about how many hours you're spending versus the residentials. And it was like, well, I could be doing actually a lot more money just mowing the residentials. So I'm going to have to raise the price here to sort of match that. Um, and I remember doing this uh, commercial property that the the uh, guy who was looking after it and was in charge of looking for uh, a commercial uh, company to take care of or a lawn care company to take care of this stuff. Um, you know, he had a long list of complaints of why the other company was not good that they were using and why they had to fire them and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, so I started to do the work and, um, you know, after a couple weeks, the manager was like, wow, the place looks fantastic. It's all transformed. The owner of the building, you know, was saying that, he, you know, what a great job you were doing, that it looks fantastic and all that compared to the last guys and all that. And, uh, you know, there would be times where I would come out and, you know, I'd be there, you know, 830 in the morning or nine o'clock in the morning and I'd be starting to uh, do my thing and mow the lawn and all that and start to weed the beds and all this sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, 
4.30 or whatever in the afternoon, um, you know, they're all packing up and starting to leave. And he'd come, you know, to go to his car to leave. And he'd be like, wow, you're still here? Like, you're, you've are you been here all day long. You're still... And I said, yeah, you know, I just want to get this done or get that done. And, you know, it's starting to, you know, get a, a handle on the place and all that sort of stuff, right? And like I say, it started to pay off in the fact that they started to compliment me on how well it looked and all that sort of stuff. But I tell you, the minute... You know, I did it for that year and, uh, you know, the contract was only in place for sort of for that, uh, basically year. And, uh, you know, it came to the next year and, uh, I put in uh, my bid in and I had raised the price and not by a lot, just by a few hundred dollars. And, uh, they went with another company because they didn't want to pay over that price that they had, um, you know, uh, allotted that year before they wanted to pay the exact same price as they paid the year before. And now what's interesting here is that, um, you know, the, they fired the guy before me because the guy was doing, he was basically working for, you know, making sure he was making a profit. So he wasn't putting in the hours that I was doing. So he was basically just doing, what he could do in that time. And then what I was doing was I was doing way beyond what I was getting paid to do as far as an hourly rate um, would be. So I wasn't making, you know, it sounded like I was making good money, but for the amount of hours I was putting in, I wasn't really making good money. But that didn't, you know, and it transformed their landscape. It was exactly what they were looking for. But when it came down to putting profit in their pockets, paying me more didn't work for them. They would rather go back to, um, you know, getting the same results that they did before me just to keep that budget in place. And that's what started to really turn me off on commercial work was that, was that, it didn't really matter too much um, in that uh, sort of sense that, um, you know, it comes down to the bottom line with commercial work. Now, with smaller commercial properties and things like that, you know, that schmoozing can really start to help and start to build, uh, you know, that trust and stuff where the person will sometimes be a bit more loyal with you um, and use you for a longer period and maybe um, not go with the very cheapest guy and stuff. But on the larger places, the places where, you know, maybe it's not a small business, you know, homeowner associations and, um, you know, townhouses and uh, maybe uh, strip malls and bigger commercial properties it always comes down to the price. Um, yes, if you do a crappy job, they'll toss you out. But even if you do a good job, if you're not the cheapest, you may not have that contract renewed. And that's what ultimately turned me off. Because partly, number one, like I said, I'm not a extrovert. I'm trying to change that as years pass. And as I get older, I start, 
to come out of my shell more and I'm trying to push the limits as part of uh, doing this podcast like I, I've mentioned before most people that know me would uh, sh- you know be like what what are you talking about that he has a podcast like there's no way uh, in the world that that you know that Julio hosts a podcast and you know talks to people and publishes that and all that sort of stuff. People would be just in shock that I am able to do that because they know me as the really quiet introvert and all that sort of stuff. But as I get older, I start to, you start to push the boundaries and not care so much what other people think. And you start to think about, you know, a lot of the missed opportunities you may have had in your life. And I've had lots where I think about, and I can attribute a lot of them to being an introvert and just being way too shy to just take advantage of those uh, things. And it's actually my, one of my biggest pet peeves with my kids is if I see them falling into that trap of being an introvert and being shy and stuff, it drives me nuts because I went through it and I think I've lost out a lot of uh, life experiences and things like that because of it. So it always drives me nuts. And I always try to push my kids to just, uh, you know, get out there and uh, not be shy and not be introverted. So that would be your biggest challenge. Um, The other thing is with uh, commercial work, you know, we talked about uh, being... um, you know, the cheapest price and all that stuff, it sort of always seems to go down to, but you don't want to fall into that trap. You don't want to bid a job and lose money because then what's the point of doing it? So you want to make sure that you don't underbid. Um, You just want to bid fairly. Um, You know, basically your profit's going to come with um, the amount of work, Uh, you know, whereas a residential property You know, you can probably make a lot more profit on a smaller amount of work. Um, With commercial property, you make less profit, but there's more work. Uh, So you, it sort of goes that way. So you just want to make sure that you're bidding um, fairly, right? So that you're, you know, your numbers, you know, how many man hours it's going to take to do a certain job. You want to make sure, um, you know, your measurements and stuff of turf areas and stuff. So you know how many square footage that you're mowing, how long it's going to take you to mow, what equipment you're going to use to mow. Do you need to buy new equipment to do that uh, particular job? Um, You know, this is another thing where I sort of fell into the trap with was I was weeding those gardens at this trucking place and it was taking me forever by hand to go through the garden beds and weed. And I thought, Hey, why don't I just buy a, you know, like a a tiller or something and I can just till all these beds instead of having to yank all these, um, weeds by hand. If I just run through with a a tiller, um, you know, it's going to loosen up all the weeds to the top and I can just pick them up and, uh, you know, quickly be done. And so I went out and spent, uh, I think seven or $800 on a Honda, uh, you know, a small Honda, uh, walk behind like tiller, um, that could, you know, nicely do garden beds and all that sort of stuff. And it was a great help, but I didn't, um, you know, uh, bid for that. I didn't think about that when I was, uh, initially, 
bidding or taking on the job. Um, so I ended up, uh, you know, basically, uh, yes, it saved me some time and stuff. And that was why I was trying to uh, initially raise the price a bit because of these extra expenditures that I bought for this place to do that job. Um, but, uh, you know, you want to make sure beforehand, you know, what you're going to need to use, uh, to do the job. Um, the other thing is, um, don't be too dependable on one commercial account. Don't base, you know, a lot of your business or a majority of the time that you spend in your business on one property. Because like I say, there's the loyalty is not the same as it is with, um, residential with residential, you build those relationships. You see that uh, client, you see, maybe their family grow, you see all that, you're on a weekly basis, they trust you, you're at their home, uh, that loyalty is there. You can have clients for years and years and years and years with commercial, like I say, because it's all about, uh, you know, in most cases, the bottom line and all that sort of stuff, you know, they will replace you the minute somebody comes along and is offering a you know, uh, a cheaper price or something like that. So it's very, uh, difficult to get, um, uh, too attached to that sort of stuff. You don't want to make the mistake of basing, say, you know, 50% of your revenue on this one property, um, or this one, uh, say company that, um, maybe has a bunch of properties that you do and then, you know, they decide to go with somebody else and then, you know, overnight you've lost uh, half your business uh, and half your revenue because that's going to, you know, leave uh, leave a mark, as they say, and it's going to become very uh, uh, difficult. Uh, the other thing with um, commercial properties is you want to, uh, you have to have patience. Yeah. And you have to be willing to be flexible, uh, if the need arises. And what I mean by this is that I know a guy, uh, actually, uh, my brother-in-law who, uh, as you, some of you guys may know, runs a second trailer, um, with the same branding and everything as, uh, as me. And we, uh, you know, he has a couple of small strip malls and stuff that he does. And one of the things, um, that comes up is vandalism. So he does this uh, property, say once a week, he shows up at this little strip mall and, you know, mows the front boulevard and blows the parking lot and picks up trash and that sort of stuff. But there's always like teenagers and things hanging out and stuff. And, uh, you know, there's vandalism. So they call him. And one of the things is, uh, I guess they have these big concrete planters um, there. And, uh, you know, occasionally the planters will be broken and the plants will be, you know, on the sidewalk uh, with the dirt and stuff like that. And you know, if he's, uh, has this, this property scheduled as a, like a Tuesday visit, uh, but this happens on Thursday, um, he has to rearrange his whole schedule, uh, to go to that commercial property and clean up that mess. Or if there's, um, you know, they'll call him if there's graffiti and stuff like that, uh, painted on the side of the wall and stuff, and they need him to go out there and pressure wash it or to paint over it or something like that. And, uh, so he has to drop everything else because obviously the business can't, or the strip mall can't, um, 
continue uh, with obscenities and things spray painted on the wall and wait for a week for him to come back that following week. Or they can't have, you know, a broken planter with chunks of concrete and dirt all over, um, you know, the walkway along the front of uh, the shopkeeper windows. Uh, so that has to be taken care of right away. So when he gets a call like that, he has to drop everything. Um, you know, if it's a mowing day for residential clients and all that sort of stuff, he has to stop what he's doing, go to that commercial property, take care of that first, and then resume his residential mowing and all that sort of stuff. So you have to be uh, flexible in uh that with commercial properties. The other thing with commercial properties is you have to deal with slow payments. A lot of them, um, you know, I've had some success with getting um, them to pay by credit card um, with the last ones that I've done, the last commercial property and stuff that I did. I had them pay by credit card. They gave me their credit card number just like every other client. And, um, you know, I charged them at the end of the month and that was it. And I sent them uh, their bill afterwards. And the only reason I got them to do that was that I was willing to lose the work. Um, So it was one where they approached me looking for me to do work for them on a weekly basis. I went and bid. They liked the price, but it was based on them giving me a credit card and stuff because I'm not waiting 60 days for them to pay me for work. Um, you know, as a small business, that's too hard to do. Uh, cash flow is king. You have to pay your bills. You have to pay your mortgage, put food on the table for your family and all that sort of stuff. So, but the only way, like I say, that that works was, um, I was willing to walk and say, no, I'm not doing it. Uh, on the sort of terms that I give you a bill and I wait 60 days for you guys to pay me. Um, you know, if, it's credit card or nothing basically. So for me, you know, I was willing to do that and, you know, they agreed. Um, but in my experience, that's not going to be the case with most uh, commercial businesses. They're going to want to have that sort of net 60 days sort of thing. So it takes forever, uh, to get paid. And sometimes they go past it. And, uh, you know, the landscaper always seems to be the last in line to get paid. And I just, uh, is one of the things I can't uh, uh, deal with. And then lastly, with uh, with commercial properties, again, is just to expect, go into it full knowing to expect no loyalty, um, that um, it doesn't matter how good of a job you can do, um, that, uh, you know, you can be replaced for um, lots of different reasons. Um, and, uh, you know, it may be, um, price that somebody comes in and that they want to, you know, do it cheaper. It may be, um, and actually, incidentally, I found out actually later, um, just to refer back to that trucking place that I was doing was that the, um, person that was in charge that was looking and had hired me was actually basically an employee at the trucking company who was given a budget to do and hire um, the landscaping company. But what he was doing was he was pocketing some of the money. And that's why he was so rigid on not uh, being flexible with me, with his price and, you know, me wanting a raise after that first year, because that would mean that 
it would be cutting into his cut of that. And they knew the, the owner knew that he was doing this and they were fine with it. Uh, it, it was just like, here's our allowance. We're paying this much and you allotted out to the company. So you figure out, you know, who you can get it done with, you know, the, the cheaper you can find to somebody to do it with, you can have, you can pocket the rest of that budget, uh, to yourself. Uh, so, like I say, expect no loyalty, and that's not always the case in, in commercial that somebody will be uh, doing that. But uh, you know, in the case of uh, property managers and stuff, that is their job. They've got a budget, they work within it, and uh, that's uh, the sort of thing. Um, so, you know, just to um, uh, wrap up, uh, like I say, you have to do the legwork. You want to make sure that your that you have a website that your website clearly states that you do you know residential and commercial work um, you know show examples and pictures and stuff. Um, the other thing is when you're at those commercial properties, when you start to get one or two and stuff, make sure that your uh, company truck and logos and stuff is all uh, you know as visible as possible. If you can park right out front. Um, you know, in a parking lot on a busy street, um, you know, that's where you want to have your truck. You don't want to have your truck, uh, parked around the back of the building where nobody sees it, um, if possible. Right. So if you can park out front on a busy road or something like that, that's where you want to have your truck while you're working. Um, you know, do your best work, put uh, your best foot forward. Don't cut corners. Don't, um, you know, uh, mow a lawn, say along a boulevard and have the grass, uh, shooting all over the sidewalk and onto the street and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, you want to do your best work, uh, because all those other surrounding businesses, all the surrounding business owners, people that are driving by all that sort of stuff, you don't know, you know, and this is with everything, residential work and everything. You don't know, you know, you're, you're representing your company and the quality of work that you do. So you want to make sure that your, uh, leaving a good job, right? If you have, if your goal is to um, get commercial work and you land a commercial property and, you know, you get, uh, you're mowing a lawn and you're leaving a mess of grass clippings all over the place and all that sort of stuff, uh, or you're, say, um, you know, there's garbage on the lawn, uh, fast food bags or cups or something like that. You always inevitably get that and you don't pick that stuff up. Um, you know, you just go over it with your zero turn and shred it into a million pieces and then it shoots out all over the place and looks terrible. And you like, leave it like that. You know, all these other business owners that are in that neighborhood driving by on a daily basis they see your truck and stuff and uh you know they're you know they get the need to have commercial work guess who they're not calling because they're going to remember those things that like what a crappy job that company does but on the flip side if you're doing your best work all the time putting your best foot forward you're edging those sidewalks making them nice and crispy you're striping that lawn you're picking up the trash um, and doing all of that. Uh, you have a good demeanor. You're, you know, uh, not all, um, you know, uh, 
run down looking. You've got your uniforms and all that. You have that professional image and all that stuff. Those other pe- people will take notice. They will see you. They will, uh, uh, you know, reach out to you and call you at least for a bid and stuff, right? Or at least when you're um, sending out letters or making contact with people, you know, there's more chance that they you've been noticed. So you want to make sure that you're always putting your, your best foot forward uh, in that. Um, so, but I think, you know, networking, 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 that's your biggest uh, friend. Just, uh, you know, there's a famous saying that says your net worth equals your network. So the more people you know, the more people you talk to, and the more people that you interact with on a regular basis, the higher your income will be basically because people know you, people will refer you, people will, uh, you know, the like, know, and trust you, and you will just get more work, whether it's commercial, residential, you know, you will just have more and more work all the time. Uh, if you are an introvert, uh, I will tell you right now, uh, I know your struggle. It's been my struggle. Um, and you have to push past it. If commercial work is your, uh, you know, what you want to do. Um, and if it's your vision for your business, that's the, you know, the one thing that you're really going to need to push, uh, past. And I know you can do it. Everybody can do it. You know, um, people don't bite necessarily unless you're, um, Mike Tyson or something like that, or, uh, who's that soccer player? Um, Luis Suarez, um, you know, unless you're somebody like that who, uh, when they get angry, uh, bites, but for the most part, uh, property owners and stuff aren't going to bite you. And, uh, so you just got to push past that, um, you know, uh, that barrier of being an introvert and shy and that sort of stuff. And just, uh, talking to people, just take the plunge. Um, and uh, I think you'll see that it uh, starts to pay off, uh, dividends. I've noticed it. Um, I'd actually, uh, Maybe you should do a show on uh, some of the things. I really started to play with uh, that this past summer as well. Um, and um, just really reaching out and, uh, you know, uh, talking to people. And, uh, you know, the rewards were uh, fantastic uh, all of a sudden, like almost instantly uh, from just reaching out and talking to people. And, you um, you know, it's funny because I remember uh, at one point I was sitting there and I'd be talking to um, uh, neighbors and stuff at our uh, recreational property. I just start to reach out to people and just being really friendly and talking to all the neighbors and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I'd be caught up talking to people for, you know, a long time. We'd be out for a walk or something. And, uh, you know, I'd start to talk to people that I see and get to know. And then, you know, pe- they would s- come by and swing by and then stop uh, at our place and come talk to. And I remember my, uh, <clears throat> at one point, you know, uh, I finished talking to somebody and then I caught up with my family and my daughter looks at me and goes, Ooh, look at dad, Mr. Social now. And, uh, we just started to laugh about it that, uh, you know, that, uh, just sort of break, sort of trying to break that mold and, uh, and talk to people. And that'll be your biggest, uh, asset as a business owner. I know, 
uh, a guy who's a multimillionaire now uh, with his company. It's not a lawn care company, uh, but it's another company. And he is constantly uh, schmoozing, constantly. He's talking to everybody. He's bringing people coffees and stuff when he's showing up. Um, and, uh, you know, he's just always talking. He's always on the phone talking to people. He's always talking to people, you know, everywhere we are. And uh, it's all schmoozing, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, when people have a need that his company can fill, he's the one that they call. Uh, and, you know, and everybody knows him uh, in our uh, area. So, uh, like I said, that famous saying, your net worth uh, equals your network. And that's your biggest uh, asset will be just networking, networking, networking. Start small. Start with your family. Um, you know, reach out to friends, uh, find out where they work, ask them, you know, you know, I'm sure you have uh, buddies and stuff that you maybe you hang out and watch uh, uh, Monday Night Football with or something like that. Reach out to them. What do they Where do they work? What do they do? Um, you know, I'm sure you know what your friends work and what they do. Ask them <clears throat> if they see landscapers at their business or their place of work. <laughs> Ask them to maybe ask around um, who uh, you could uh, reach out to and uh, ask to uh, bid on work in the future or introduce yourself or get your foot in the door. Start out with that. The next time you're at your doctor, you know, ask him about uh, after your checkup is done and all that stuff and just, you know, on a on a closing note, ask him, Hey, do you know, uh, this building here? I'm just ask, wondering, I'm looking to get into commercial work with my business. Do you know who does the property maintenance here? Who does the lawn mowing and, and all that sort of stuff? Who would I, um, you know, who could I talk to that overlooks that here for this building? Um, and, uh, you know, figure out, uh, that use your, uh, friends and associates and stuff as, uh, your, um, you know, your biggest asset, use them to your advantage because they already, um, like, know, and trust you, obviously, right? Your friends and family, obviously, uh, for the most part, uh, like, and know you. And that's why you're with your friends and stuff. If you're hanging out watching, uh, like I give the example before Monday night football with your buddies, um, obviously they're hanging out with you because you guys get along. So, you know, you've already built that uh, trust with them. So if you can uh, reach out to them, say, hey, you know, maybe you could ask your boss at work, you know, who does the lawns and stuff? Do you see guys out there and stuff? Ask them who you could contact if, uh, you know, for next season or whatever to get in there and do that. It's all about schmoozing, all about networking with uh, commercial properties. You just got to pound the pavement, get out there and do it. And, uh, you know, if you go to commercial properties. Um, you know, that's the thing you just break through. If you are an introvert, I don't know if you are, but like I said, do what Keith Kalfas did and just go door to door to businesses and ask them, um, you know, for the most part, a lot of them are just leasing those, um, spaces in those, they say strip malls and things like that. Um, but just ask them who, who can you contact that looks after the building? that is in charge who's the property manager for the building and uh, you know how can you get a hold of them and start there and uh, and do that but that's uh, that is how you do commercial work um and like i said i was when uh, i heard your email i was thinking about this uh, i actually reached out to um, 
to uh, some other uh, followers on Instagram who I know do commercial work as well um, and uh, reached out to ask them for uh, some of their tips and stuff because I knew they were doing a bunch of commercial work. Unfortunately, they agreed originally, but unfortunately something came up and then they weren't able to uh, uh, basically um, give me uh, uh, some tips in time for the show um, uh, due to uh, some family issues. Uh, So... I decide, well, what would I do then? You know, if I wanted to elect, uh, to do commercial work, uh, what would, you know, how would I go about it? And I sort of jotted down uh, those uh, steps. And then I decided, let me do a Google search and, and see how do you, how do you get commercial lawn care work? And everything that popped up and everything I read, uh, absolutely, completely, 100%, I reiterated exactly what I had jotted down myself on what I would do. So that's why I'm, I'm pretty confident in uh, letting you know this is uh, how you would go about uh, getting commercial work. So uh, to Derek Clemens, hopefully this answers your uh, question. Um, I really appreciate uh, you, uh, again, reaching out to me, not only uh, reaching out, but doing it uh, with the voicemail. Uh, I think it'll add a really uh, fun and interesting dynamic uh, to this episode. Um, and uh, and also, thank you for letting me share your voicemail uh, for others to hear. Um, uh, like I said, I think it uh, will just make uh, the... Uh, uh, you know, this episode a lot more interesting. Um, and, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, going forth, you know, this um, episode uh, number uh, 68, how to get commercial contracts, uh, you know, in parentheses could also be known as the Derek Clemens episode. So this can be your episode. Uh, so thanks again for reaching out for that. And to uh, the rest of you guys, uh, like I said before, if you have any uh, questions or comments like Derek, uh, you can reach out to me, go to longcarebusinesssuccess.com. You can go to the contact page if you just want to uh, send me an email. Um, but um you know, if you uh, uh, would uh, uh, like to try to do the voicemail question like Derek, there's the little gray tab on the side of the website. Um, you can do this from your phone as well. I think you just got to download the SpeakPipe app um, to let you uh, be able to actually leave a voicemail. Um, but uh, it's a free app if you want to try that. Uh, and especially if you're an introvert, if you're an introvert, what a great opportunity to sort of uh, break through that. And this can be your first step. If you're an introvert, this can be your first step. Think of a question that you want answered on the, the Lawn Care Business Success podcast. Go to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com. Go to that SpeakPipe app. Uh, click on it, record your message in voicemail form, and, uh, you know, I'll contact you and uh, just confirm that um, you uh, will let me use it on the show. And uh, that can be your first step to sort of break through that uh, introvert uh, edness and uh, let me uh, uh, use your voicemail on the show uh, and answer your question. Um And to the rest of you, please uh, take a moment and uh, go to iTunes and leave a review. That would be uh, really appreciated. Uh, If you'd also, um, you know, uh, like to support the show, like I've mentioned before, using affiliate links is probably uh, the best way to do that. Amazon is the easiest. Uh, If you go to the resources page on the website, you can click on the Amazon link there. It takes you 
basically to amazon.com. You do your shopping as usual, but anything you buy after you've clicked my link there to get to Amazon, um, you know, while you're logged in there to Amazon at that moment, that, uh, you know, sort of time frame. I'm not sure how long they keep it open, but if you, you click on the link that takes you to Amazon and you do shopping at that moment, and check out, then, uh, you know, it gives me, uh, basically a small commission on anything that you purchase at that time. Uh, and the commissions range, uh, in percentages. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, a small little commission, make a, a few bucks or a few cents, depending on what the items are. And, uh, that really helps to offset, uh, future costs for the show, uh, thus far for the last, uh, you know, going on year and a half, uh, it's been all out of pocket for me. So anything, uh, that comes in through Amazon, uh, I think I've mentioned before that I haven't even actually cashed out anything that I've earned on Amazon because it hasn't really been enough uh, at the moment. So, you know, I just sort of, uh, the balance kind of sits there month after month, uh, earning, uh, you know, a few cents or a few dollars each month. Uh, and hopefully, uh, by the end, uh, of the year when it's time to renew and pay for podcasting, uh, you know, the hosting uh, of the media hosting and the website and all that sort of stuff that I can then cash out and use that uh, to pay for those uh, costs and keep the show uh, ongoing. Uh, so I'd really appreciate if you guys do that. So I think, uh, that about covers it, uh, uh, for this week. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.